Welcome to Grace and Glory Audio, featuring Pastor P.G. Matthew, Bible teacher and pastor of Grace Valley Christian Center, located in Davis, California. Today, Pastor Matthew continues in the Bible series on the book of Romans with this message entitled, Who is Christ? If you have your Bible with you, please turn to Romans chapter 9, verses 1 through 5. Now here is our Bible teacher, Pastor P.G. Matthew. Heavenly Father, we bow before you. We are nothing. We are grass, Isaiah said. And all our glory is like the flower of the grass. The grass withers and flower fades. But those who do the will of the Lord will abide. Because your word abides. Your word is eternal. Your word is truth. Heavenly Father, open our eyes this morning that we may see wondrous things out of your word. Your son said, my word is spirit and my word is life. The entrance of the word gives light. Therefore, may the word enter into our very being, transform us, make us conformed to Jesus Christ our Lord. Save sinners, Lord. Heal the sick. Raise the dead. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. So we want to look at Romans 9, 1 through 5, especially the fifth verse. And we ask the question, who is Jesus? And the answer will be given in the text. He is the Christ. He is the supreme one. That is, he is over all. Beyond that, he is God. And number four, he is blessed forever. Miss the Messiah. You miss everything. Think about it. What does it profit if you gain the whole world and miss the Messiah? It profits us nothing. So we learn from Romans 9, 1 through 5, that privileges, religious privileges, do not automatically save anyone from the wrath of God revealed against the sons of Adam, whether Jews or Christians or anyone else. The climactic privilege the Jews enjoy is set forth in Romans 9 verse 5 which I translate this way from the Greek text from them the Messiah according to the flesh who is over all God blessed forever Amen that is from them the Messiah according to the flesh who is over all and who is God and who is blessed forever. The promised Messiah, the anointed deliverer, the prophet, the priest, and the king, the Lord of David, did not come from the Greeks, the Gentiles, or the barbarians. He came, friends, from the people of Israel, as far as his human nature was concerned. 
This was the greatest privilege of the Israelites. The chosen people of God. Yet they missed the Messiah. I already said to you, you miss this Christ, this Messiah. You miss all. The first question everyone must ask is this. Jesus himself asked this question. Who do you say that I am? This is the first and most important question. Peter, by divine revelation, answered that question. Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. That is, you are the Messiah God. And the second question every human must ask is, who am I? And Romans 1 through 3 answers this question that I am a sinner under God's wrath and judgment. The third question one must therefore ask is what must I do to be saved from the wrath of God and from his judgment? And the answer is repent and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. As stated in Romans 3, 21 through 26. Which I will ask especially the leaders to study and analyze and memorize and meditate on it. That you may know how a person can be saved from the wrath of God. The great German scholar Delish translates Romans 5 in this way. Christus nach dem Fleisch, welcher ist Gott über alles, hoch gelobt in Ewigkeit. Amen. Christ, according to the flesh, who is God over all, highly blessed forever. Amen. Who is Jesus? Friends, he is the promised Messiah. He is over all creation as creator and sustainer. He is God himself. He is Jehovah. He is Lord. He is Savior of all God's elect. There is no salvation outside of Jesus. Friends, we ought to know who we are. Are you a Christian who confesses this Jesus Christ as your Lord? If people are confused about it, you are not a Christian. You cannot be a Christian unless you live a Christian life. Unless you believe the Christian gospel. There is no salvation, friends, outside of Jesus. Yet this Messiah, though came from the Israelites, according to his human nature, he did not belong to them. The Greek text 
tells us. He is from them, but he did not belong to them. Because they did not embrace him as their Messiah. His own received him not, St. John tells us in his gospel. As a nation then, Israel was separated from him. As a nation, Israel missed their greatest blessing. This is an inconceivable tragedy in spite of all their great religious privileges. Let Christians be warned. Don't presume that privileges will save you automatically. So surrender to this Messiah, Jesus. Confess him as Lord. Obey him fully. Israel missed the best blessing. The one thing needful. There is no salvation without Jesus Christ and without faith in him. Without him, all remain accursed, separated forever from life eternal. Who is Jesus? First, from them the Christ according to the flesh. He received his human nature from the Virgin Mary, a true Israelite who believed the gospel message from angel Gabriel. Jesus is the promised seed of the woman, the seed of Abraham, the seed of David, who has come to defeat once and forever the devil by his death on the cross and set his people free from the fear of death. Wages of sin is death and Christ came to die our death. Do you believe this, Jew or Gentile? The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, God with us. Jesus was baptized by John at which time he was anointed by the Holy Spirit as prophesied by Isaiah in Isaiah chapter 61. Listen to what Jesus himself tells us in Luke 4, 18 and 19. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to release the oppressed, to proclaim the ear of the Lord's faith. Jesus, friends, is the anointed one, the Messiah who delivers sinners from their sins and from their slavery to Satan. He delivers us forever. There is no other Messiah to save us. And listen to what St. Paul tells us about this Christ. Christ means the anointed one. Christ means the Messiah. Romans 1 verse 1. Paul, a servant of Christ Jesus, who was according to the flesh, descended of David. And verse 7, grace and peace to you 
from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. In chapter 3 and verse 20 beginning with verse 22. This righteousness from God comes through faith in Jesus Christ. To all who believe there is no difference. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. And verse 26. God did present him as sacrifice of atonement. He did it to demonstrate his justice at the present time. So as to be just and the one who justifies those who have faith in Jesus. And Romans chapter 8. And verse 1, remember, it says, Therefore, there is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. And verse 2, because through Christ Jesus, the law of the spirit of life set me free from the law of sin and death. Look at chapter 8 and verse 34. Who is he that condemns Christ Jesus? Who died more than that who was raised to life. is at the right hand of God. And is also interceding for us. And verse 35. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ. And verse 39. Neither height nor depth nor anything else in all creation. Will be able to separate us from the love of God. That is in Christ Jesus our Lord. This Messiah is central to our salvation. You have found that out by listening to these verses I cited. Not peripheral, central, sir. He is the very heart of our salvation. This Messiah is an Israelite, a Jew, a son of David, a son of Abraham. He was a true Israelite, the sinless one who pleased God fully, keeping God's law. A fit substitute for sinners to make atonement for their sins. But the tragedy is that this Messiah does not belong to the Israelites, the chosen people. But some received him as Messiah. The blind beggar Bartimaeus cried out to him, Jesus, son of David, that means Jesus, my Messiah. Have mercy on me. Jesus gave him sight. The Messiah came that the blind may see. And those who see may become blind. That's what Jesus said in John 9 verse 39. For judgment I have come into this world that the blind will see. And those who see will become blind. Jesus is the Christ, friends. The hope of Israel. So St. Paul says in Acts 26 and verse 6, And now it is because of my hope in what God has promised our fathers that I am on trial today. The hope of Israel was this Messiah. Galatians 3 verse 16, The promises were spoken to Abraham and to his seed, the scripture does not say and to seeds, meaning many people, 
but unto your seed meaning one person who is Christ Galatians 3:13 and 14 Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us for it is written cursed is everyone who is hung on a tree He redeemed us, that is Christ redeemed us in order that the blessing given to Abraham might come to the Gentiles through Christ Jesus so that by faith we might receive the promise of the Spirit. Friends, is Jesus your only hope? Has this Christ redeemed you? This question you must answer. Secondly, this Jesus Christ is epipanton over all. He created the heavens and the earth. John 1 verse 3 and 10. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. And verse 10. He was in the world. And though the world was made through him. The world did not recognize him. Colossians 1, 16 and 17, For by him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things were created by him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given. He is epipanton over all things. He is supreme, sir. He creates every human being. He rules over all beings. Because he is over all. No one can say, I will not have this man rule over me. He rules over you. Whether you recognize or not. Everyone must kiss the Son and confess Jesus is Lord. Everyone must bend his knees before him. He is over all. Whether anyone acknowledges that fact or not. Listen to what Isaiah say. In the year King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord seated on a throne. High and exalted. And the train of his robe filled the temple. This is speaking about Jesus Christ. John told us in John 12, 41, 41, Isaiah said this because he saw Jesus' glory and spoke about him. He is high and lifted up, sir. And he is above you and he rules you. Dr. Boyce said submitting to Christ's lordship is the very essence of true faith. God exalted him far above all rule and authority. Ephesians 1, 21 and 22. Power and dominion and every title that can be given not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. And God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything for the church. Philippians 2, 9 through 11. Therefore God exalted him. To the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name. That at the name of Jesus every knee should bow. In heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Peter says in 1 Peter 3, 21 and 22. Jesus Christ has gone into heaven. And is at God's right hand with angels, authorities and powers in submission to him. 
In Ephesians 4 verse 10, he who descended is the very one who ascended higher than all the heavens in order to fill the whole universe. He is above all creation. He is above us. He rules over us. He is over good angels. He is over all evil angels. He is over the devil. He is above all God's people. He is above all those who reject him as Messiah. He then is the judge of all. And number three friends. This Jesus Christ. Is God himself. In Romans 9 and verse 5. Here we have the most clear and direct statement. From St. Paul in terms of the deity of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is God, says St. Paul. Formerly he thought of Jesus Christ in this way. A glutton, a Samaritan, demon-possessed, deceiver, blasphemer, a madman, a sinner, and a friend of sinners. But on the road to Damascus, the glorious Christ appeared to him. Now he calls him Theos, God. He is Messiah. But he is more than that. Jesus Christ is God himself. But unbelievers like Dr. William Barclay and Dr. C.H. Dodd, unbelievers would not accept this clear statement regarding Christ's deity. Their interpretation of Romans 9 and verse 5 is colored by their ultimate heart commitment. That is their unbelief. They dare to deprive Christ of his honor. They would not see that Paul calls Christ God in regard to his divine nature. To the unbelieving scholars, Jesus is just a man like every other man. Not God. Not Overall, not creator, not savior, not Lord, not blessed forever. But the text, the syntax, the grammar, and the textual criticism all agree that this verse speaks of Christ's deity. Dr. Martin Lloyd-Jones says this, even the Unitarian Socinus of the 16th century was convinced that Romans 9 verse 5 spoke of Christ's deity. And then we have the historical testimony from our church fathers. Lloyd-Jones cites this testimony from Irenaeus, Tertullian, Origen, Cyprian, Athanasius, Basil, Augustine, Jerome, Ambrose, Hilary, Luther, Erasmus, Calvin, Beza, Philippi, Tolok, Dalish, Alfred, Wordsworth, Hodge, Haldane, and so on. They all agree. And we could add Spurgeon, Bishop Ryle, Martin Lloyd-Jones, and your pastor. Listen to Dr. Boyce speaking about Calvin. This is Calvin's statement cited by him. 
to separate this clause from the rest of the context for the purpose of depriving Christ of his clear witness to his divinity is an audacious attempt to create darkness where there is full light. Listen to the pious reformed scholar Robert Haldane. And he says this, the scriptures have many real difficulties. But when language so clear as in the present passage is perverted to avoid recognizing the obvious truth contained in the divine testimony, it more fully manifests the depravity of human nature and the rooted enmity of the carnal mind against God than the grossest works of the flesh. Listen to the Princeton theologian Dr. Charles Hodge. It was universally referred to Christ in the ancient church by all the reformers, by all the older theologians, and by all of the modern interpreters who believe in the divinity of Christ. And those who do not believe in the divinity of Christ, what do they do? They put a period after according to the flesh. And then translate the rest as a doxology referring to God the Father. Thusly, blessed be God over all forever and ever. Amen. Thus they deprive Christ of deity. But in the ancient text, there was no chapter division or verse division or punctuation. And the following arguments show clearly that the text says Christ is God. First, the word order favors the translation that gives deity to the Messiah. Because the relative pronoun who must follow the noun closest to it, which is ho Christos, the Christ. So the correct reading is Christ according to the flesh, who is over all, God blessed forever. Amen. And then there are some, as I said, they take the latter part of Romans 9 verse 5 as a doxology to God the Father. But in doxologies, the word eulogetos, blessed, normally comes before the one who is praised. Romans 9 verse 5 does not do that. That is, it doesn't say what we read in Ephesians 1 verse 3, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. The blessed must appear first, but it doesn't appear that way in Romans 9 and verse 5. Thirdly, a doxology is out of place in this context which expresses Paul's acute sorrow for Israel's rejection of their crowning spiritual blessing. And number four, Christ's relation to Israel on his human side calls for a complementary balancing statement on his divine side 
as we read in Romans 1, verse Chapter 1, verse 3 and 4. Listen to this. Regarding his son, as to his human nature, was descendant of David. And now the balancing statement about his divine nature. And who through the spirit of holiness was declared with power to be the son of God by his resurrection from the dead, Jesus Christ our Lord. When there is a reference to human nature, you expect a balancing statement about his divine nature. That's exactly what St. Paul is doing in Romans 9 and verse 5. He is Christ according to human nature, but he is God according to his divine nature. For all these reasons, the text should be translated to mean Christ is God. Jesus Christ is God, says Apostle Paul. Yet, this is not the only verse in the Bible that teaches the deity of Mary's son, Jesus. Turn to Titus chapter 1 and verse 3. And at his appointed season, he brought his word to light through the preaching entrusted to me by the command of God our Savior. Now, keep that in mind. Let's turn to Titus 2, verse 13 and 14. While we wait for the blessed hope, the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to redeem us from all wickedness and to purify for himself a people that are his very own, eager to do what is good. Or well, look at Philippians Chapter 2, verse 5 and 6. Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus, who being in very nature God. Or Philippians 2, 9 through 11. Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow. And every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Now that's a citation. From Isaiah chapter 45 and verse 23. By myself I have sown, my mouth has uttered in all integrity a word that will not be revoked. Before me every knee will bow. By me every tongue will sway. So before me means before Jehovah. St. Paul calls Jesus Christ, Jehovah, by applying Isaiah 45, verse 23, to Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is Yahweh. He is Jehovah. He is God. And the Septuagint translated by the word kurios. That means God. And the New Testament applies kurios to Jesus. And what are we to understand? We understand this. Jesus is Jehovah. Jesus is God. Jesus is Lord of the Septuagint. Jesus is Messiah. Yes, more than Messiah. Jesus is God himself. Friends, so Jesus is Jehovah. God. You cannot be saved unless you confess Jesus Lord, which means in Romans 10:9 that Jesus is God. 
which also means therefore he is savior Yahweh in the Old Testament is savior Isaiah 43 verse 3 for I am Yahweh your God the Holy One of Israel your savior God is savior Isaiah 43 verse 11 I even I am Yahweh and apart from me there is no savior what foolishness when people say I receive him as savior but not Lord he is Lord he is God therefore he is savior it is the Lord who saves you you cannot split him and make him savior and not Lord Look at Colossians 1 verse 19. For God was pleased to have all his fullness to dwell in Jesus Christ. Colossians 2 verse 9. Or in Christ all the fullness of deity lives in bodily form. And 1 Timothy 3 verse 16. Beyond all question the mystery of godliness is great. He that is God appeared in a body vindicated by the spirit was seen of angels was preached among the nations was believed in the world was taken up in glory he appeared means God appeared in a body let's look at Peter see what Peter did what did he think of Jesus Second Peter chapter 1 verse 1 Simon Peter a servant and apostle of Jesus Christ to those who through the righteousness of our God and Savior Jesus Christ received a faith as precious as ours our God and Savior Jesus Christ and second Peter 3 verse 18 but grow in grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ to whom be glory both now and forever amen but as John the Apostle say in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God John 5 verse 18 for this reason the Jews tried all the harder to kill him not only was he breaking the Sabbath but he was even calling God his own father making him equal with God John 10, 32 and 33 But Jesus said to them I have shown you many great miracles From the Father For which of these do you stone me We are not stoning you for any of these Replied the Jews But for blasphemy Because you a mere man See the evaluation Of the Jewish people It hasn't changed It's still Jesus is what A mere man but for blasphemy because you a mere man claim to be God look at what uh, Saint John says in Revelation 5 12 through 14 in a loud voice they sang worthy is the lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and praise then I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and on the sea and all that is in them singing to him who sits on the throne and to the lamb be praise and honor and glory and power forever and ever the four living creatures said amen and the elders fell down and worshiped and what about hebrews writer hebrews chapter 1 verse 8 but about the son he says your throne O god will last forever and ever and righteousness will be the scepter of your kingdom 
And we already cited Matthew 1.23, the virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, God with us. And we notice people worshipping Jesus Christ while he was on earth. Matthew 14 verse 33, then those who were in the boat worshipped him saying, truly you are the son of God. Matthew 28 verse 9 and 17, suddenly Jesus met them. Greetings, he said. They came to him, clasped his feet and worshipped him. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. John 9 verse 38, then the man said, Lord, I believe, and he worshipped him. And John 20 and verse 28, Thomas worships the Lord Jesus Christ by saying, My Lord and my God. So friends, Paul's assertion that Christ is God, I pointed out, is not unique. He is God. So Jesus Christ, he is Christ, he is supreme, he is God. And number four, he is eulogators for all ages. He is blessed for all ages. The word blessed, eulogators, is used only in reference to God, not man. Jesus Christ is God. Jesus Christ is blessed God. He is blessed God unto all ages. He is eternally God and eternally blessed this is so, friends, whether the devil or sinners acknowledge it or not. It is a fact. It is the way it is. He is Baruch in Hebrew, the blessed one. He is blessed. And finally, St. Paul says, Amen. Amen, he says. What he just said of the Messiah, that he is God, that he is over all creation, that he has all authority in heaven and on earth, that he is blessed forever and ever, is the truth. That's what Amen means. I'm telling the truth. I believe it. So be it. I say Amen to it. So friends, in conclusion, let me say a few words to you. Israel were the people of God. They were the privileged ones. They were the Israelites of theirs. Was the adoption, the glory, the covenants, the law, the worship, the promises, the fathers. And from them came the Messiah, the Savior, who is God, who is over all, who is blessed forever and ever. It is the truth. But the Israelites as a nation rejected him. What about us? Who claim to be Christians and children of Christians. Friends, Jesus is not just a man. Not just a good man. Not just a sinless man. He's God and man. He's Lord and Savior. He's the promised Messiah, the Savior. He's the prophet, the priest, and the king. Confess him as Lord and Savior. Fall down and surrender to his Lordship. Worship him. Love and obey him without any reservation. Miss the Messiah. You miss all. Only one thing is needful. We need Christ, the Lord and God. He is life and he gives eternal life to all who truly repent and believe in him. 
He is our atonement. Christ died for our sins. Friends, don't presume that you are a Christian entitled to salvation. Don't make the mistake the Jews made. The question is, will the Lord Jesus Christ acknowledge us as his obedient subject on the last day? Or will he say to us, I never knew you away from me, you evildoers. As St. Peter exhorts us, friends, let us make our calling and election sure today that we may be granted, as Peter says, a rich wealth into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ on the day of your departure from this world. Amen. Heavenly Father, your word is eternal. Your word is spirit. Your word is life. Heavenly Father, save your people. Help us to bow down to your Son, Jesus Christ. Confess him as God and Savior. Lord and Messiah today and those who have confessed him so may they rejoice in the glorious hope of their eternal salvation we have nothing to fear fear of death is destroyed by Christ by his destroying Satan by his death on the cross we have been set free Amen You've been listening to Grace and Glory Audio of this message entitled, Who is Christ? Come back again soon for more transforming Bible teaching from Pastor P.G. Matthew.